Welcome to the Click Podcast. I'm Danny Watson, a mindset and manifestation expert and founder of The Click, a company that helps women overcome their fears and limiting beliefs to create a life and business that they love. Within this podcast, I will help you get clear on what you want, identify the blocks that are holding you back, transform your mindset and raise your vibration so that you can co-create magic with the universe. If you are looking to design a life that truly sets your soul on fire and manifests more success and abundance, then you are in the right place. Hello ladies and happy Valentine's Day. Seeing as though it is Valentine's Day today and the day that this is being published, I thought it would be a really, really great idea for me to talk a little bit about the best kind of love we can receive, which is, of course, self-love, and really go into some of my favorite practices and coaching exercises to really help you um, cultivate more self-love within your life. So these, these are some of my favorites, definitely not my entire list of resources, but some of the things that I found have really, really supported myself and my clients on our self-love journey. Um, so it may be useful, actually, if for this episode, if you're wanting to kind of utilize some of these exercises, is to actually grab a pen and paper. Um, so if you've got some time, I'd definitely suggest hitting pause to grab yourself a pen and paper so that you can actually take some notes, because I'm going to be going through some, um, specifically some coaching questions to ask yourself. So these are questions that, um, they're really great questions, actually, if you are a coach, to incorporate into your coaching sessions if you're especially if you're going down sort of the self-love coaching path but if you are going through these exercises on your own they can be a really great um, journaling exercise so a reflective process um, a set of questions for you to really reflect upon during your journaling practice so yeah if you've got some time grab a pen and paper and join me back here now once you've done that um, let's start then in in terms of the coaching questions. So again, we're talking about things that will really help you to cultivate more self-love within your life. Now, the thing that I love about coaching is because coaching in the truest sense of the word is really all about asking your clients or indeed asking yourself powerful questions. Okay, so the quality of your life depends on the quality of the questions that you ask yourself. And this is where often people get confused with what coaching is because they assume coaching is giving advice, you know, it's sharing your experience of things. And actually, that's not really what coaching is all about. Whether you are coaching others or indeed coaching yourself, the most powerful thing you can do is ask questions. Rather than telling somebody or yourself what to do, it's to ask those questions which help create a shift in perspective. It helps you to see things in a completely different way. And just as you know, asking powerful questions enhances the quality of your life, it can also enhance the amount of self-love. When you're asking questions in relation to you know, yourself and the beliefs that you hold about yourself, how you speak about yourself, how you compare yourself to others, the questions around that can really help you um, yeah, question where you're not perhaps loving yourself enough. So let's start exploring some of those questions, shall we? Now, some of the questions I love are the questions that start to 
cast doubt on the things that you are telling yourself. So often when we have that internal voice, which can often be quite negative, you know, we speak to ourselves in a very negative way, we often hold that voice up as some sort of absolute truth, right? You know, we start to sort of kind of assume that what we're saying to ourselves must and absolutely be true. But some of the questions that I love are the questions that really get us to kind of look at what we're saying and really kind of take a step back and say, do I really even believe that? Like, what part of me believes that that is actually true? Is there any evidence out there to suggest that this isn't true? So to start really challenging that belief, rather than just kind of having it up up in the air as, you know, the holy grail and just blindly following that belief as, as if it is an absolute truth. So there are some very, very good questions to ask then. Do I absolutely believe this is true? What evidence is there to suggest that this is true? Is there any evidence out there to perhaps suggest that this isn't true? You know, must I really believe this belief? Is there a part of me that doesn't believe it? These are all great questions to ask yourself to help you start to cast doubt on some of those beliefs. Now, another set of questions to ask are around the consequences of holding on to a belief. Sometimes, because our beliefs are so familiar to us, because often we've had these beliefs for a very long time, most of our limiting beliefs come from our childhood, right? So we've had them, they have been a part of us for so long, almost to the fact that they've become a part of our identity, And so because they're so familiar to us, we often struggle to let them go. And getting us to think about the consequences of continuing to hold on to this belief, to really get us to think about the severity of holding on to that belief, we can ask, again, ask questions to get us thinking about this. So thinking about, well, if I continue to believe this, What will my life look like six months from now, 12 months from now? If I don't change this belief, how will things continue to get worse for me? You know, how will things just stay as they are or even get worse? So we're thinking about the future. If we were to live as we are, continuing to hold on to this belief, what is life going to look like? And so again, we're just getting ourselves to really face up to the severity of our beliefs. Because again, often we just kind of go through life holding on to things, holding on to sort of negative beliefs. We know that they're not serving us. You know, deep down, we know that, you know, they are holding us back or keeping us playing small, yet we hold on to them regardless. When we really face up to the damage that these beliefs are doing, it can often give us that motivation we need to really say, I don't want to believe this anymore. I'm committed to really transforming that belief. And when it comes to really transforming our negative self-talk, those negative beliefs, there has to be that commitment there. There has to be that, there is no choice for me but to work on this belief And I am making the transformation of this belief a non-negotiable. I know now how much damage this belief is doing to me and will continue to do within my life moving forwards. Therefore, I am 100% committed to letting this belief go. And I think when you come into belief work with that level of decisiveness and commitment to change, 
that's when the magic happens, okay? So these questions, again, around, you know, thinking about the consequences of your beliefs can be a really, really powerful tool in cultivating more self-love, in letting those limiting beliefs go. Now, another group of powerful coaching questions to ask yourself are centered around the negative consequences of transformation. So when it comes to cultivating more self-love, we automatically think that's a good thing, right? You know, if we have more self-love, we can show up in the world in a better way. We can attract better, better relationships, better finances, better success, more, you know, better health. You know, everything starts with self-love and that self-love that we possess, it creates sort of this ripple effect across all areas of our lives. And so we think of, oh, this is going to be such a great thing for me to love myself more and for my life to improve. But actually, subconsciously, there's often things that we maybe be afraid of when it comes to loving ourselves more. When we think of our lives getting better, even though a part of us wants our lives to improve, there's also sometimes some negative consequences that can come with that as well. So the next set of coaching questions then invite you to consider the negative impact of change. So for example, a great question would be, imagine you finally have everything that you want. So you have all of the self-love in the world. You are everything that you've ever wanted to be and you have everything that you've ever wanted to have, whether that's the relationships, the money, the success. Imagine for a second you have all of that. What are you afraid of? Okay, so imagine you've got everything you've ever wanted. You know, you feel amazing. You have all of the self-belief and confidence in the world. You have all of these amazing things within your life. What are you afraid of? Such a great question because it gets us to think about, you know, is there something there that's causing us to resist us stepping into our greatness? Is there something that we're scared that may happen? So it may be, you're so afraid of having it all, but then losing it. Maybe you are afraid that you are going to become this amazing woman and really step into your power, but you may perhaps lose friends or family members in the process. You know, maybe you're, you're afraid because there's people out there who want you to keep playing small and may not love you or want to be in your life in the same way if you really step into your power. So what is it that you're afraid of if you had everything you want? Another great question here would be, would be, who would you lose if you made the changes you want to make? So again, if you cultivated all of the self-love that you, you desire and you step into your power, who may you lose through that process? Okay, so it's getting you to think about some of the negative impacts of change. Now, The other questions that I love are related to the influences of others, okay? So when it comes to our own journey of self-love, that is indeed our journey, okay? It's really about us really connecting with who we're meant to be and really kind of allowing our authentic selves to shine through and being confident about that. But we can't deny the fact that often the influence of others plays a huge role in our self-love journey. So a question here that could be very powerful is, whose permission do I need 
to step into my greatness. You know, and again, like you might think on the surface, well, I don't need anybody's permission. But again, this might be tied in with sort of a fear or a worry about, well, you know, I, I want somebody to approve of my transformation. I want somebody to kind of give me the permission to say, you know, it's okay to make changes in your life. It's okay to want more. It's okay to want to be more, to be better. Whose permission do I need? Um, or maybe, you know, how I, am I enabling somebody else to control me? Is there somebody else that's having a very big influence over your life that's holding you back from stepping into your greatness and power? Really, really powerful questions to ask to help you kind of see where there may be blocks to you really creating more self-love within your life. So I could kind of go on for probably days and days talking you through some of these coaching questions, but hopefully that has given you a good basis to start with. Because what I want to move on next, aside from coaching questions, well, actually, these will perhaps fall under coaching questions as well. Um, But I want to talk specifically about comparison, because this can be a really big block to, you know, cultivating self-love is how you compare yourself to others. Okay. And how you um, judge yourself and where you're at and who you are right now in comparison to what others are doing. So maybe it's you're seeing other people that are more successful than you or thinner than you or have a better relationship than you or, you know, living a better life than you, supposedly, because you're seeing it on social media. And seeing what other people are doing is making you feel worse about where you are at in your life right now. Okay, so this can be a really big hindrance to you know, having amazing self-love is this comparison trap. So first of all, how to minimize it. Because if we can just get rid of it, if we can get rid of the opportunity to compare, you know, we are, you know, going to make our lives a hell of a lot easier. And so something that I just, a very, very simple thing to do is to simply stop scrolling. Take away the opportunities you have to compare yourself to others. If at the moment you don't have the tools to be able to see other people's success and be okay with it and feel good about other people and not get into that comparison trap. If you don't have that ability to do that right now, then the simplest thing to do is just to minimize any opportunity that comes up where you can compare yourself. So the easiest thing is social media, for example. It's so easy to start scrolling and scrolling aimlessly through social media. And again, like this is where the comparison comes in because we see other people living their best lives and think, well, I'm not there or I don't, I'm not doing this or I'm not good enough to do that or I don't have this in my life. And we're kind of looking at ourselves from this place of not enough. So the simple thing to do is to just stop doing it. If you're going to be on social media, be intentional about your decision to be on social media. Ask yourself, why am I here? What am I doing? What is the purpose here? And, you know, is this actually benefiting me? Is there something else that I could be doing right now that's going to make me feel better? Because that scrolling is a habit that we can very, very easily break (laughs) um, just by being intentional about what we are doing. Okay, so if you decide, like, actually, you know what, this isn't serving me, 
you can kind of cut that off and stay in your own lane and you cut off those opportunities for you to compare. But obviously there's a time where you perhaps do need to be on social media and there may be times when you can't avoid, you know, being in situations where you see other people and they're doing something and you think, okay, well, you know, you get into that comparison mode. So if you are faced with that, how do you deal with it? And this again is where we can come back to some of these really powerful questions where we kind of really explore and get reflective on what's going on for us, what's coming up, what feelings are coming up for us. So how can I allow this person to inspire me rather than trigger me? It's a really great question to ask. You can ask yourself that in the moment when you see somebody else and you're feeling a little bit triggered by them, how can you flip the narrative on what you're saying here. So rather than, you know, seeing them as having something that you don't or you aren't able to achieve or aren't able to have, like, how can you see this person as an inspiration? How can you start telling a better narrative here? Um, What evidence do I have to suggest I'm capable of creating the same kind of success or the same kind of relationship or whatever it is that they have that you feel that you don't? What evidence do I have to suggest that I'm capable of achieving this as well? Often when we compare ourselves to others, we do so from a place of lack. I don't have this. And we start to think of all of the reasons perhaps why we don't have that thing. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. This question invites you to really flip the the narrative here by saying, okay, well, what evidence is there to suggest I can do all of this and more? And it's looking for all of the great things and qualities within you rather than focusing on what you lack. And then another powerful question here is, what am I assuming here that isn't serving me? What am I assuming here that isn't serving me? When it comes to comparison, you may have realized this before that you often make up stories or assumptions about people and their lives it's funny because often we we assume, especially when it's on social media, that we we know somebody in and out, you know, the ins and outs of their lives, but often they're just things that we've kind of elaborated in our minds. And unless it is somebody that you know very, very well, we create these assumptions about people. So let's say, for example, it's somebody you follow online and they are running a super successful business and they post all of these amazing photos where they're traveling the world and living their best life and we assume certain things. We assume things like, oh, they're really confident or, you know, maybe they've got, you know, come from a really wealthy family that's been able to bankroll their business. Maybe they've, you know, always been super successful and always had loads of confidence And we kind of create these stories about, you know, why they are different from us. Therefore, we can't recreate what they've been able to achieve. So asking yourself, what am I assuming here? What assumptions that am I making? And how how can I tell the story differently? You know, are these assumptions really serving me? And if not, how can I tell the story differently? Because at the end of the day, what we're saying here, these assumptions that we're making, they're just stories. Often we create assumptions and often they're not even actually based on any sort of fact. You know, we're just kind of creating this narrative in our heads. So how can we change the narrative? What would be a better story to tell ourselves here? 
So if we're looking at somebody who's been super successful, a better story would be, well, they started at ground zero. They started with very little confidence, very little self-belief in themselves, no followers, no business, you know, no success. They were miserable in their job and yet they've been able to achieve it. If they can do that, I can do that too. Okay, so it's telling the story in a different way, in a way that actually serves you. Now, we've spoken a lot on this episode about that internal voice that we hear, that voice of negative self-talk. And obviously, this is a very powerful voice because it is with us for a lot of our day, (laughs) right? And one of the very sort of quick and easy tools that I love to use when it comes to Um, you know, dealing with that negative self-talk voice is to really sort of play around with the tone of the voice. So this is a a technique based on NLP, so neuro-linguistic programming. Um, It's something we actually train our students in, in the Click Academy. And one of the very sort of simple tools within NLP is it's called, it's around sort of changing the submodalities it's called, but I'm not going to go into sort of the technical terms too much because I want to give you a very simple exercise that you can do here. So let's say you imagine hearing this internal voice. First of all, whose voice is that? I'd say most of the time people hear their own voice. It's their own voice that they can hear, but sometimes not. Sometimes people hear the voice of somebody else, like, you know, somebody who's had a big influence in their life. But I'd say the majority of the time, it's your own voice that you hear when you hear that voice of negative self-talk. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to sort of play around with the tone of the voice so you could make it really, really quiet and really, really far away in the distance. But what's even more fun to do is actually make it a really silly voice. So a really super high-pitched Donald Duck type voice or Mickey Mouse type voice, basically a voice that you cannot take seriously. And again, this comes back to how serious often we take that, that internal voice. We kind of hold it up at this, this truth. But what if you could laugh at it a little bit more? What if you could hear that voice and, you know, you recognize that it is there, but rather than seeing it as this very serious, you know, um, I don't know, powerful voice that's very much controlling your life, see it as something that you can just laugh off. You know, it's a silly voice, it's high-pitched, it's far away, It's there, but it's like this pesky little friend. And you can laugh at it, but you're like, oh, (laughs) that guy, that guy, you know, oh, he's always there, but, you know, just ignore him. We don't take him seriously or her seriously. You know, how can you sort of laugh it off a little bit more? So the next time you kind of hear that negative voice kick in, just give that a go. What happens when you make it super high-pitched? What happens if you put that voice far away in the distance? You can barely even hear it. How does that change how you respond to that voice? Can you take it as seriously when, you know, it is such a strange, funny, faraway voice? Perhaps not. Now, another great tool when it comes to really kind of cultivating more self-love is to think about all of the things that you say to yourself on a daily basis. And it might be useful just if you're not really aware of your thoughts is to spend just one whole day allowing yourself to think what you want to think, but carrying a journal with you and writing all of the negative thoughts that pop up, writing them down. 
just so that by the end of the day, you've got a whole list of the stories that you are telling yourself that aren't serving you. And what we're going to do is we are going to assume that imagine you have, or let's say you do have a daughter or perhaps even a son, somebody in your life that you really, really care about. It could be a sister or a family member. And let's just imagine that they've come to you and that list that you've got, they are saying all of those things to themselves. They come to you and you can hear them. So just spend a minute or so just imagining that person, your son, your daughter, coming to you and saying all of those things. I'm not good enough to do this. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. Whatever it is that you're saying to yourself, you know, the the list that you've written down, I want you to imagine a loved one coming to you and saying those things to you. Now, just take a moment to just imagine that because what you're going to do next is you are going to write them a letter. So let's say your daughter's come to you and she's been really upset and she says all of these things, that she, how she feels about herself, you know, all of that negative self-talk. She shares that with you. And what you're going to do is you're going to write her a letter and you're going to write down all of the reasons why she is good enough. And you're going to basically give her the love and the comfort and the reassurance that she needs in that moment. I want you to write it all down in a letter. So this is an exercise that you can do perhaps during your journaling practice. Write everything down in the letter. Now, the guidance that we give to others is often exactly the kind of guidance that we need to receive for ourselves. Okay, the love that we give often so freely to other, others is the love that we need to give to ourselves. So when you read back this letter, what you are actually reading is the letter that you need to receive for you, the words and the wisdom that you need to receive for you in that moment. So as you read this letter, it's a good idea actually when you read it back to actually just stand in front of the mirror and read that letter out loud to yourself. Okay, and imagine yourself receiving all of that love, that reassurance, that wisdom that you need to hear in that moment. Okay, so really, really powerful exercise to to perhaps do today on Valentine's Day. Now, another tool which I want to finish on to really help you, you know, cultivate more self-love within your life is um, a really fun tool to actually play around with. And this is creating for yourself an alter ego. So often when it comes to the work, you know, the the mindset work to really develop your self-love and to really step into your greatness, it is a process. It is a process that takes time. You're not going to just wake up tomorrow morning and have all of the self-love in the world and, you know, feel like your best self. It's something that is a gradual process and it's something you will probably be continuously working on. But something that you can do today, which can have a huge impact, is to show up as if you have all of the self-love that you would ever want, all of the self-belief and confidence showing up today, even if it's just for one day as that woman, okay? And a great way to kind of do this, to step into this role, is to create for yourself this, this alter ego. So, This might be using a sort of prop. So it could be by putting on a dress that makes you feel amazing, or maybe it's wearing a pair of heels. Maybe you don't normally put makeup on, so it's like putting makeup on for the day or doing your hair in a certain way. 
what is something you can do to sort of change, you know, how you look today or how you feel today so that you can show up as that that version of you. It's almost like when Superman puts on his, you know, his Superman outfit and he goes from being Clark Kent to Superman. So I actually got this from a book called The Alter Ego Effect. Okay, so great book to read. Actually, you can get it on Amazon, The Alter Ego Effect. And it talks about how we can create this sort of, this identity. So we can almost you know, play around with being that person, being that woman, playing that role, even if it's just for one day, okay? And so it's almost like we can use this this alter ego as almost like a bit of a comfort blanket to show up in the world as, you know, as this super confident woman that's full of self-love, full of self-esteem. We can be her, we can try her on for size just for a day. And then the next day we can choose to go back to who we were, you know? It's fine. It's just playing around with it, getting yourself used to being the woman who is filled with self-love, who is filled with confidence, just trying her on for a day. So again, maybe today this is something that you decide to play around with. Put on an amazing dress, put on something that makes you feel amazing, something that makes you feel confident, whatever that is. You know, maybe it's doing a certain thing that makes you feel amazing. Maybe it's putting on your favorite song and, you know, dancing like nobody's watching. What can you do today to sort of step into that role, step into that identity, even if it's just for a short period of time? So I hope some of these tools have, um, yeah, given you some food for thought. Um, You know, have a play around with them. Definitely go back if you've not taken notes, write down some of those coaching questions, you know, start doing them during your journaling practice, you know, start creating more of a reflective process with your life. Because as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, the quality of the questions that you ask yourself determine the amount of self-love you're going to have in your life. They determine the quality of your life. Okay. So I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful Valentine's Day, whatever you are doing, and you are loving yourself as much as you can today. Um, I will catch you again next week. Um, Yeah, have a great week, ladies. Lots of love. If you are wanting to build your own successful online coaching business, make sure to check out Freedom, Abundance and Impact, our free 10-day business and mindset course for coaches and aspiring coaches. To access, simply head to wearetheclick.com and click free course in the menu.